And now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the, the Derriers. Hey, we're just digging up all kinds of Americana music out of the ditches and down the back roads and up the highways and the interstates and just about any place we can find it. That's true, Leo. And, uh, you know, a lot of people ask us, they say, Derriers. What exactly is Americana music? Well, it's whatever we say it is, but there's a lot of definitions, for instance. Yeah, well, we define it as music with distinctive American roots. Correct. And so, having said that, it could be bluegrass. It could be rock and roll. It could be rhythm and blues. It could be blues. It could be opera. It could be show tunes. It could be rockabilly. It could be pop. It could be old-timey. It could be jazz. (laughs) Okay, okay. Good enough. So I think we made our point. I think we made our point. Yeah. You usually keep yours right on the top of your head, but if you comb your hair just right, nobody will notice. That's true. There you go. Well, uh, and uh, the format of the show is that each of us shows up each week with a fistful of tunes that we have not revealed to the other guy. That's correct. And uh, we go one at a time, and we reveal those songs and uh, talk about them a little bit. And we take turns starting the show. And last last week was my turn to start. That's right, Leo. So I think this week it's your turn. It is. Okay, let's hear it. Hey, we're going to start it off hot. A guy by the name of David Roy Eldridge. Just went by El- David Eldridge. Dave. Okay. No, he did not. He went by Roy Eldridge. Sorry. Okay. Uh, trumpet player. Trumpetist. Okay. And uh, he was born in 1911. And um, at age 16, he started uh, traveling with a small band. It was called uh, the Rock Dyna Show. <laughs> and uh, that led him to band leader Count Basie. And Count Basie once uh, said that the young Roy Eldridge was the greatest trumpet I'd ever heard in my life. Wow. Yeah. High praise. It is. And so uh, he moved to New York, New York City in November of 1930, played with a bunch of different bands, um, and uh, that's when he received his nickname, Little Jazz. <laughs> and he got that from um, the uh, Otto Hardwick, who was the uh, saxophonist for um, Ellington, for Duke I, I've Ellington. I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you'll recognize this okay. song once we get to it. He was amused by the incongruity between Eldridge's raucous playing and his short stature. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how tall was this guy? Anyway? Uh, you know, I couldn't find out. Oh, wow. Uh, but uh, anyway... But um, he, uh, he received many offers to play with swing bands, and then he finally joined Gene Krupa's orchestra. Okay, that's somebody I know. Right, okay. And in accepting this position, he became one of the first black musicians to become a permanent member of a white big band. <laughs> okay. So that's a cool thing. That is a cool thing. And he was instrumental in changing the course of Krupa's big band from schmaltz to jazz. <laughs> so let's start this off hot. This is a fun tune. You're going to recognize it when we start it. Uh, Roy Aldridge, After You've Gone. Oh. 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 
odds. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Starting out hot. Starting hot. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to go uh, sit and take a nap now. I, well, you, I tell you. You just go on without me. Serving, serving this one to you on a hot plate, Leo. Pretty what do you much. got? Okay, well, I'm gonna, <laughs> I like finding out interesting things about uh, people that we think we know everything about it, right? Right. So I'm going to uh, talk about Jerry Reed. Okay. Okay. And uh, the thing about Jerry is that uh, a lot of people don't realize that he was an accomplished Chet Atkins-style finger picker. Okay. And he also had a strange uh, picking style that he used, but he also worked a lot with people like Chet Atkins. Uh, and he's best known for his, his crazier tunes, right? Uh, stuff like um, Guitar Man, uh, U.S. Mail, A Thing Called Love, Alabama Wild Man. And he wrote a lot of songs uh, that were recorded by Elvis. So he was probably as best known, you know, as far as uh, for his songwriting, right? As for his entertaining, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. He also starred in several movies along the way. Uh, he had quite a history, actually. He was—I should say—he was born in 1937, and he passed away in 2008. But I am going to—I'm going to feature his finger-picking style here. That he wrote a song uh, that we don't normally associate with him. Uh, it's called. You know, it was written by Steve Goodman. Oh, wow. All right. And this is his take on a song called City of New Orleans. Riding on the city of New Orleans The Illinois Central Monday morning rail Fifteen cars, fifteen restless riders Three conductors and twenty-five sacks of mail All along the southbound Odyssey The train rolls out and rolls along past houses, farms, and fields. Passing cars that have no name, graveyards full of old black men, and graveyards full of rusty old automobiles. Well, good morning, America, how are you? Say, don't you know, man, I'm your native son. I'm the train that called the city of New Orleans. I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done.
I'm the train they call the city of New Orleans. I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done. Not over yet. Okay, now it's over. <laughs> Isn't that something? That's some hot stuff. I tried to figure out, I find out who that harp player was, and I couldn't find it listed anywhere, but I will definitely follow up on that, because that's, yeah. that's good stuff there. That's a good one. All right, well, we're on a roll here, Raj. Okay. Uh, I, I want to visit a band that was um, popular, and they recorded for only uh, three years, from 1965 to 1968. Okay. The Mamas and the Papas. Oh, of course. Yeah. Wow. A seminal band, man. Yeah, they were. You know, they they recorded um, from um, they recorded five studio albums and seventeen singles over four years, six of which made the Billboard top ten and have sold close to forty million records. Wow. Right? Yeah. So uh, you know, they were um, a defining force in the music scene. You know, in that counter sixties counterculture type right, of thing, right? right. And it was interesting when I was looking at it, you know, they all were kind of doing different gigs. And um, Cass Elliott was concerned about joining the band because she thought her voice was too low. And, of course, she thought her size would be a, a mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it became such a trademark. Absolutely. Obviously for the group. And, um, um, sorry, uh, John Phillips did all the arrangements. Right. So he arranged the tunes to accommodate uh, the vocalizations. Oh, the okay. All, that. all right, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, you know, they, of course, they had songs like uh, California Dream and Monday, Monday, Creek Alley, you know. Um, but that, we're not going to listen to those. We're not. Uh, I discovered a song which um, you may know of. Uh, I didn't realize they did it. It was on their first album. And the song is Do You Want to Dance? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was written by uh, American singer Bobby Freeman and recorded by him in 1958. And then um, Cliff Richard and the Shadows uh, recorded it, and it reached number two in the, in the UK, but despite being a B-side. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I've got something for you later. But, okay. okay. Beach Boys version reached number 12. And uh, actually, uh, Bette Midler did it, too, and it reached number 17. Sure, sure. So the song itself was real popular. Uh, to me, I kind of associate it more with the Beach Boys version. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but it's, a, it's a sweet version. Let's give that a listen. Uh, Do You Want to Dance by the Mamas and the Papas. Do you want to dance? Under the moonlight Squeeze me All through the night Oh baby Do you want to dance? Do you want to dance And hold my hand Tell me I'm 
That's, that's it. That takes you back for over if, 50 years. You know what? Uh, we had, I just think about this. We had the opportunity to, to perform on the same bill uh, right. with the moment. Now, by, by then, Cass Elliott was gone mm-hmm. and Spanky McFarland. Right. And then it was John Phillips and his daughter, Mackenzie Phillips. That's right. In the band. Mm-hmm. And we sat around the pool. At the, at the Howard Johnson, Howard Johnsons and Salina kids. Yeah, not the Howard Johnsons, the chain. No, it was a guy that named, was named Howard, Howard Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, he got sued and won. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, great story. <laughs> it is a great story. That was the Smoky Hill River Festival, that, and that was Total Strangers. I yeah, believe. long time ago, man. Long time ago. Good times. Good times. Yep. Well, Leo, back well, we, to you. We like to uh, feature music uh, by people we know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we met this fella out at, uh, at the uh, IWMA, the International Western Music Association Convention, which mm-hmm. happens every in, uh, in New Mexico, oh. Albuquerque. Every November. Every November, except for this last year. Of course. But, you know, uh, Carlos Washington. Oh, he is awesome. He is something, man. And he's like an animated character, man. He's he like is. A, he looks like a cartoon character. He's just so cool. He's looking. so cool. It's so animated in his band. Uh, he's got a band called uh, Steel Horse Swing. Yep. All right. And we know his uh, his fiddle player as well, Susan. Mm-hmm. We we worked with her in a totally different uh, configuration down at Silver Dollar City. She played with Barry Ward. Barry Ward. One season, yeah. Another friend of ours mm-hmm. out there. Anyway, I got to tell you, this guy's the real deal. Uh, his uh, He's played with everybody, but he got his start. Uh, he was a bull rider in a rodeo. Right. Basically. And he, he was playing music on the side, m- mostly to try to raise money for his entry fees to get into, <laughs> into the rodeo. <laughs> That's you know? true. And it says, it, he says uh, it was just, re- he, but he likes to retrain horses. Um, he retrains horses to become cutting horses in the pen. And, and it's really a, a specialized thing that he does. Anyway, he got to where uh, when he was in these rodeos and everything, the organizers wouldn't let him on a bull without singing the national anthem to open the rodeo. <laughs> so, but really, Carlos is just the sweetest guy in the whole world. And he's got a smoking hot band. He I'll does. Yeah. He, he does. He's a great guy. Anyway, let, let's, let's play a little Carlos Washington. It's called, and, and the band Steel Horse Swing. It's I'm a Cowboy, y'all. <laughs> Cowboy, I can rope, buck, and ride, y'all. My needs are pure and I'm satisfied. I've got a vision of elbow room for living. I am a cowboy, y'all. Out on the prairie, there's buck, deer, and grass, hay. Pure gold, I'm told, from yonder day. I'll use my money to buy land for me and my honey Cause I am a cowboy, y'all I am a cowboy, I can rope, buck and ride, y'all My needs are pure and I'm satisfied I've got a vision of elbow room for living I am a cowboy, y'all 
I swing my baby to and fro. A woman needs a man to take control. She likes it when I'm handy, but don't when I hit that brandy. But I am a cowboy, y'all. I am a cowboy. I can rope, fucking ride, y'all. My needs are pure, I'm satisfied. I got a vision, an elbow room for living. I am a cowboy, y'all. You won't see me lose my mind. Cause I practice self-control. Don't need you ever when I get old. Cause I'm tough as leather, I've been told. Yeah, well, I am a cowboy. I can roll, fucking ride, y'all. I am a cowboy, y'all. Well, I am a cowboy. I can rope, buck, and ride, y'all. My needs are pure, I'm satisfied. I've got a vision of elbow room for living. I am a cowboy, y'all. I am that cowboy, I will fucking ride for God, boy. I am a cowboy. Gotta love Carlos, man. Oh man, that's great stuff. That's great stuff. Hey, did you notice what time it is? I think we're about out of time. We're for about this out segment. of time. Yeah, yeah. So we need to go out and start tidying up. Right, tomorrow's moving day. That's right. Got to pull up the stakes and take down the awning. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, um, we'll be back pretty quick. Uh, this is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA, and we are the, the Derriers. <laughs> back here yes we are we're uh, broadcasting this week from the shady grove rv park right here in gladstone oregon gladstone i never heard of gladstone oregon until we came up here yeah well we had to come here because there's a shady grove, there's RV a shady park. grove right yeah a yeah, uh, beautiful uh part of the country and it's uh, it really is nice they've been very I would, hospitable i would come back oh, sure sure we may we, have to we you may know? have to <laughs> if all we have is shady grove rv park that's it in. that's right so uh and people ask us they say derriers why do you go to all these RV parks? Well, it's not like we have a lot of choice. Well, that's true, because, you know, our compadres right here on Truckers Radio USA, they have these things called ranches. ranches. Right, and they get to do their uh, shows from the comfort of uh, their ranches. they got couches and chairs and, I'm sure, you know, you know ceilings. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so, for instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R, R Ranch. Right. Uh, Allen Bailey, the Swing and Gate Ranch. Yep. Tennessee Jim, the Diamond W Ranch. Right. And Orrin Friesen, the Rock and Banjo Rock Ranch. Rock and Banjo Ranch. And we've got this old, old RV. <laughs> She's a good old RV. That's a good RV. You know. Gets us there. It gets us there, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, that's the story on that. And uh, uh, I think that uh, when we left off last time, I was the last guy up. You were. I, and uh, I got a great, great song. You know our pal Katie Joe from the Denver area? Yep. Yep. So she gave me so many great ideas, and I, I just can't wait to get to them. So we're going to pick up on this next one. It's a band called the Turnpike Troubadours. I've heard of them. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're from Oklahoma, and I'm, I'm not sure they were even founded in 2005 or 2007, 
But um, the, uh, they had a recording uh, of songs they recorded a month after the band was together that was form- formulated. Yeah. And they did that to have a recording to sell at live shows. See, that's it. I, remember that? Oh, I remember, remember those people days? buying, yeah. <laughs> I remember people buying music, yeah. yeah. So apparently they, they came back later and uh, they said the musical arrangements were not a good representation of what the band later became, which is happens. That's fair. So uh, some of those tunes they put on a uh, self-titled album that they released in 2015 we're not going to listen to either of those <laughs> teaser right well i was uh, i was drawn to this next song by the name the name is kansas city southern oh we can relate to that we can relate to that and it's off a, uh, an album called diamonds and gasoline um i was drawn to it by the name but boy it's got a great up-tempo feel kind of bluegrassy sound a lot of fiddle so let's give it a listen the turnpike troubadours from their album diamonds and gasoline kansas city southern KCS rail line Katie was the girl down the street Well I took her to a dance on the 4th of July Hoping she might fall in love with me Well the band started playing right at nine Firecrackers pop in the sky We danced and we danced Lord I never But you lied And we left at the moonlight I said goodbye and the gray light gone Yes, the girl of my dreams Each and every night It seems is the one that I hold in my arms Tommy Knocker Tavern Jenny was the girl at the bar Well, I sang every song for her and her alone And kissed her neat the collar of the stars And we left at the moonlight I said goodbye in the gray light of dawn Yes, the girl Change just like the leaves. The red oaks in the Kaimishi wind. Well, they scatter and they fall where the land I can't recall. Will I ever find my darling again? And we left at the moonlight. Said goodbye in the gray light dawn. Yes, the girl. Arms. 
that's that's a song. That's a good song. Is it? We ought to learn that one. I think we should. Oh, that'd be a fun yeah. one to play. Thank you, Katie. That was a good choice. A yeah, choice. Good, good call. All right, Leo, the ball is on your side of the net. Well, I got to tell you something. And again, you talk about taking a left turn, okay? Yeah. Hard left turn. Okay. Okay, I've been thinking about this for a while. And somehow or another, we got to talking about shape note singing. Yeah. It's a, it's a really interesting tradition. Mm-hmm. And I think the first time I heard it explained uh, was our friend, friends Eileen uh, and Elkin Thomas. Right. Talked about it. Down at the Walnut Valley Festival. Right, down in Winfield. Some years ago. So it's called... Um, let me explain a little bit about the music, because I, I looked it up and read a lot about it. Um, it. It actually originated in New England and was later perpetuated and carried on in the American South of the United States. I think the first time I ever saw a group of people singing this style of music was in Mississippi. Wow. It was one of those times I was out on my motorcycle and trying to get back home, you know, and I remember just this big outdoor party and these people singing. It was kind of blowing me away. But it, the thing about it is it's... Um, it's, it's based on a book called The Sacred Harp, which was a, a songbook. Here's the thing about sacred harp music. Uh, it's a cappella, which means, of course, no instruments. It's, it's strictly voices. And it's kind of originated as uh, Protestant music. But the way it, it's not done as a performance, really. It's not, it's not meant to be put on a stage. Uh, it's a, a, a group participation thing. And this can be from a, a couple of dozen to, to as many as a thousand people. Wow. But it, it, there's a... That'd be something. It would be something because it, it's all faced inwards. Right. So the, the way the, uh, the people gather to sing this thing, it's kind of a hollow square. <clears throat> excuse me. And there's rows of chairs or pews on each side assigned to each of the four, four parts in the song, which is alto, uh, tenor, bass, and uh, what they call the treble. And the, um, in fact, the, uh, the tenor sections are u- usually mixed male and female, right. singing an octave apart. So there's a real structure to this thing. But here's the deal. Uh, they, there is no standard leader. It's, they take turns leading the thing. But shape note singing is very interesting because it was a way to teach music to people who may not otherwise understand the music. Or, so basically anybody could sing. Each, each note had a symbol, a hand sign that was used. And the hands were moved in such a way that you could follow where the next interval was supposed to be. It sounds really severe, but it's really beautiful. Uh, what happens is that uh, when they when they really hit on these um, on these notes, it creates like an overtone. Right. So I had trouble finding these people don't go into studios and record, right? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's just. But I did studio for a thousand, please. <clears throat> that's right. That's it. But I found a um, a good quality recording. It's actually from a. The, um, the soundtrack album from a movie called Cold Mountain, which okay. was out a few years ago. All right. So imagine, if you will, you've got, I think in this ensemble, there's like 40 people singing it. And these people are standing around. They are paying attention to each other. They are really concentrating. And uh, the, what comes out of it is pretty magical. So anyway, this particular song is called I'm Going Home. I'm going to mention one more thing. Uh, when they they go by do re mi fa sol la ti do, each note has a, a name, right? Mm-hmm. So when they first sing it, you're going to hear them singing the name of the note that they're singing, right? Okay. So they go through that way first, and then they stop, and then they go back and do the song over again, singing the actual lyrics. Cool. So very interesting. Can't so here wait. we so here we go from the uh, from the soundtrack of Cold Mountain, uh, a song called I'm Going Home.
the first time I heard that kind of singing, it scared the hell out of me. It, it, it's so impressive. It, and, it's and, something. And it's just everybody not holding anything back. No. Just wow. Yeah. yeah. Boy, wow. It, it's very cool. Very powerful. Yeah, it's interesting, Leo. Thanks. Well, I think you're up. You know, I don't know how to answer that with uh, anything other than taking a 180. <laughs> and we're going to do a song by the Edgar Winter Group. Oh, we're going to do Frankenstein. <laughs> okay. No, I love that. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Uh, in college, there's a guy, you know, you kind of had the, the freaks and the jocks. Sure. And he was a jock, but he had a quad system in his car. Oh, man. And we drive around and listen to this song, you know, with the drums and everything going full circle. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting to look into this, this song. Uh, of course, Edgar Winter, you know, musician, songwriter, producer, he's multi-instrumentalist. He actually did a lot of the different instruments on the song. Um, but the, th this is interesting. The, the title, the song title, it was coined by the band's dr drummer, Chuck Ruff derives from the fact that the original recording of the song was much longer than the final version. The band would often deviate from the arrangement in less structured jams, and the track required numerous edits to shorten it. <laughs> the end oh, result was spliced together from many sections of recording. So, uh, And Winter uh, frequently refers to the appropriateness of the name in, in relation to this monster-like, a, a lumbering beat, you know, it just sure. kind of goes on. Uh, he played many of the instruments, as I said, um, and, and uh, it, that song is it's the album's, uh, the album was, uh, they only come out at night. Okay. With that weird picture of him on the front. Yeah, yeah. It was not going to be on there. It's a, it's a, it was the only instrumental, so it's kind of put on the last minute, but it features a double drum solo with Ruff on the drums and winter on percussion. In fact, the working title of the song was the double drum song. Oh. Listen to the double drum song. Okay. So it was one of the few number one chart records to include an extended passage featuring the ARP 2600 synthesizer. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, remember? I remember the synthesizer. I didn't yeah. know what it was called. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've uh, got to tell you, when I was in the, in the radio on DJ, this was our go to the bathroom song. <laughs> <laughs> you could put yeah. that and run down the hall and get back when the song was over. Yeah. So uh, let's just give it a listen. It's a trip down memory lane for me. The Edgar Winter Group. Frankenstein.
just kills me oh that's trucking music right there <laughs> hey i think we've about used up our time on this boy set. i need to take a breather anyway after i don't that. know that we've used it wisely but we have used it <laughs> okay well listen let's take a little break here and uh, we'll be back here with just a, a couple minutes we'll take care of a few things in the meantime we are the dairy airs and this is truckers, truckers radio, radio usa well we're backing up Backing into the third set. That's us. That's what we do. We back up. That's us. That's us. Yeah. So uh, this is the part of the show where we like to uh, suggest that people go to our websites, which is... All of them. All of them. Mm -hmm. And they're on all the internets. Right. And the Facebooks. And the Facebooks. Yeah. So go to uh, thederrieres.com. And you can uh, you can drop us a line from there. Yeah. And we, tell us what you're thinking about and if you'd like to hear some music. And We have a contact uh, tab there. You can do that. And also 3trailswest.com. Which is our band, our band site. Yep. Which is the number three. And uh, we've invested in fancy uh, email addresses. Oh, so we you can certainly contact have. us directly, which is roger, no D, at thederrieres.com. And Leo, with an O, <laughs> Leo oh at the derriers.com. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have a, a lot of videos, a lot of content uh, on our content. website. And uh, you'll be contented if you uh, go look at it. And uh, there, if you go to the Americana Roadshow tab on the Derriers uh, website, you can download any of our past episodes and listen at your leisure. That's like going down the road. That's right. It's as road our, music. As you our, bet. our buddy Mike Carr says, go nowhere without no, the Derriers. Yeah. We're going to have to pay him sooner or later if we keep this ah, up. No, no. Nah, nah, he nah. never listens. No, nah, he never listens. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leo, uh, I think it's your turn. Well, I decided to take it back a notch here. I think that's a good idea. Man, we finished that last <laughs> set. I was dancing around outside of the RV. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm glad you kept your clothes on. Thank you very much for uh, making sure I did that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start off this set uh, with a guy named David Todd Rawlings. All right. Dave Rawlings. Okay. Right. I mean, he's most best known for his work that he's done with Gillian Welch over the years. And he, what an incredible guy. Uh, I, I read an interview uh, in Guitar, I think it was Guitar Player Magazine once with him. Because he has he has an incredible um, intonations and, and chords that he does on his guitar, and I think he was asked, "What are your favorite notes 
you know, when you were playing it, he says, the spooky ones. <laughs> the, the guy is pretty incredible. He was born on New Year's Eve in 1969. And um, he and, uh, and Gillian were nominated uh, for the Academy Award for the Best Original Song at the 91st Academy Awards for When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this thing. There was a, a Netflix thing called um, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, that was a weird one. It was a weird one by yeah, the Coen Brothers, fun. right? Yeah. right? Uh-huh. Well, that, that's the song that they, they wrote for that. Uh, but he's all over the place, man. And now, one of the favorite stories I rounded up about him, though, was that guitar that he plays. I've always wondered. It's a small body little guitar. Uh, it turns out that uh, it's a 1935 Epiphone Olympic guitar. And it sold new in 1935 for 35 bucks. Wow. All right. And he found the thing um, in, in a garage, a friend's garage. It didn't have any, it didn't have a bridge on it. It had no strings. It was just a mess. You could barely tell it was. Had it cleaned up. And he walked into the studio with it after he started playing it. And the first time he heard it th- played through a microphone, he went nuts. Wow. And you seldom see it without that, uh, without that guitar anymore. Anyway, this is, uh, this is really a good song. I, and I think you're going to like it. I know I do. Uh, it's in fact it came off of um, another album that he did, but the name of the song is called Cumberland Gap.
you, you said uh, on the break while we were playing, you said you were familiar with that song. I, I am familiar with that song. Yeah. It, that's, a, that's an old tune, but that's a really cool version. He of does it. a fine job yeah. of it. Yeah, what a guy. That's nice. What a guy. All right, I think it's back to you. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you're uh, a little uh, concerned uh, after my last pick. I don't know what to do. With I'm you. reeling it in. Okay. I'm reel it okay. in. Okay. I did something in a nice groove here. I've been feeling like we need to get back to a little bit more big band music. Well, that, that suits me just fine. And so uh, we're going to do a, a, a song uh, from a guy named Benjamin David Goodman. Oh, yeah, sure. Benny Goodman. Benny Goodman, you right? bet. Uh, American clarinetist and band leader, he was known as the King of Swing. Yep. Wouldn't yep, you like yep. to be known as the King of I'd Swing? I'd like to be known as the King of anything. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, he, in the 30s, he led one of the most popular musical groups in the United States. This is a really interesting thing here. That his concert at Carnegie Hall in New York City on January 16, 1938, is described by critic Bruce Eder as the single most important jazz or popular music con concert in history. Whoa. He called it jazz's coming out party to the world of, air quotes, respectable music. Ah, yeah. Like okay. nothing else was respectable, but I well, get Well, but it, it was in Carnegie Hall. Sure, sure. Yeah, you right? bet. Yeah. So his bands started the careers of many jazz musicians, probably too, too, too many to name here. But during an era of racial segregation, he led one of the first integrated jazz groups. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Yeah, and he performed nearly to the end of his life. Yeah. But, but there's several recordings uh, of his out there, uh, Benny Goodman's, that are um, kind of like small groups, like uh, sextet, sextets yeah. and, mm -hmm. and maybe uh, you know, anywhere from four to eight people. And this is off of one of those that's called Small Groups 1941 to 45, Benny Goodman, Limehouse Blues. <laughs> Thank you. 
you know, you and I grew up listening to big band music. You, yes, we did. Yeah. And you know, that particular tune, Limehouse Blues, we've done a lot of bluegrass jams with that. That is a great in. jam tune. Sure right? is. Yeah. We take yeah, it a little fun. more up-tempo than that, you know. Yeah, sure. But, but that's a great tune. Wow. Yeah. Great choice. All right, Leo. What do you got? I am going to play um, a song here by a guy named, a guy named his, his name was Charles Whedon Westover. You ever heard of him? I'm not sure. I bet not, because he went by Del Shannon. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Okay, now, th- this kind of a little crossover thing, uh, personally, with you and I. Um, we we did, uh, you know, his song, um, uh, what? The Wander. Wander. Right, The Wander. Mm-hmm. And, um, with Spontaneous Combustion. Spontaneous Combustion, right. And again, that's another great jam tune that we've mm-hmm. done down at the festival a lot. Uh, but he also was a prolific songwriter. And he wrote a song uh, for Peter and Gordon called I Go to Pieces. Oh, good one. And I Want to Cry. So I kind of started digging around a little bit. But anyway, this guy was born in 1934. And uh, he got his name. They said, you know, that Charles Whedon Westover thing doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. (laughs) So so they came up with his name, Del Shannon, combining a guy named Mark Shannon, who was a wrestling pseudonym for some guy, you know. And uh, he was a regular at the High Low Club where he was working at the time with Dell, derived from the Cadillac Coupe de Ville, which was his favorite car. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so there you go. It makes sense. So anyway, uh, I've never really heard, I've heard the song done by other people like us, mm-hmm. for instance, but it's kind of funny uh, to be able to hear it uh, by Del Shannon, the guy that wrote the thing in the first place. I go to pieces.
You know, that's that's how he wrote it. <laughs> yeah. That's how he wrote it. I have not listened to his version for some time. So I, nice. I got to tell you the truth. I didn't know he wrote that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, Spontaneous Combustion did a real up-tempo version. That's that. exactly right. Bluegrass, yeah. Bluegrass so. style. Well, Leo, I think we're out of time. Boy, we certainly are. Yeah. Oh, look at the time. Yeah, we got to get out of here. Yeah. So we got to. Oh, we got to figure out where we're going next week. There's always that. Okay. Um, let's see. It's your turn to throw the oh, dart. So right. let me get the map out. Okay. Get it. Where, where is it? It's in the back of that drawer. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, here it is. Find okay. it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Got it. Let me put it up put, on the wall. Put it on the wall here. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I think uh, that's okay. about right. Okay. Let me get out of the way here. I would if I was you, okay. because you're better at this than I am. All right. So you got to turn around three times. Okay. Okay. You ready? Uh-huh. One, two, two, three. Throw the dart, throw the dart. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh we went oh. south again. Oh my gosh, well, at least I hit the wall. Yeah, well, yeah. that's good. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Rockdale, Texas. Back to Texas. Boy, boing, boing. I'm good with yeah. that. Yeah, okay, let's, let's, warm down let's there. go back to Texas. You okay, bet. Okay, well, we'll head to the Shady Grove RV Park in Rockdale, Texas, and um, do this show next week. We, I'm looking forward to next week already because I have songs on my list. Uh-huh. that we didn't get to today, and I just bet you do, too. Oh, I got a bunch. I'll bet you do. Yeah, so, uh, hey, it's been a blast. Um, you know, thank you to uh, Truckers Radio USA for um, letting us have our fun here, I mean, if they know. If they know. And uh, But uh, anyway, uh, this is the Americana Roadshow, and uh, remember, folks, look, look out behind, behind you. you. It's the Derriers. Derriers.